Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for 2 Samuel chapter 20. And there appeared to be there a man of Belial, whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, a Benjamite. And he blew a trumpet and said, We have no part in David, neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse, every man to his tents, O Israel. So every man of Israel went up from after David and followed Sheba, the son of Bichri. But the men of Judah clave unto their king from Jordan even to Jerusalem. And David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house, and put them in ward, and fed them, and went up, went not in unto them. So they were shut up that day, or unto the day of their death, living in widowhood. According to the Mosaic law, married women, once defiled, could not once again enjoy the married state. A Bible scholar explained David's actions. He could not well divorce them. He could not punish them as they were not in the transgression. He could no more be familiar with them because they had been defiled by his son and to have married them to other men might have been dangerous to the state. Therefore, he shut them up and fed them, made them quite comfortable, and they continued as widows to their death. That was by Clark. You can see how differently women were treated back in the day. Verse 4, Then said the king to Amasa, Assemble me the men of Judah within three days, and be thou here present. So Amasa went to assemble the men of Judah, but he tarried longer than the set time which he had appointed him. And David said to Abishai, Now shall Sheba the son of Bichri do us more harm than did Absalom. Take thou thy lord's servants, and pursue after him, lest he get him fenced, or fortified cities, and escape up and, and escape us. And there went out after him Joab's men, and the Cherethites, and the Pelethites, and all the mighty men. And they went out of Jerusalem to pursue after Sheba the son of Bichri. When they were at the great stone which is in Gibeon, Amasa went before them, and Joab's garment that he had put on was girded about, was girded unto him, and upon it a girdle with a sword fastened upon his loins, and the sheath thereof, and as he went forth it fell out. And Joab said to Amasa, Art thou in, he- in health, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard with the right hand to kiss him. But Amasa took no heed to the sword that was in Joab's hand, so he smote him therewith in the fifth rib, and shed out his bowels to the ground, and struck him out, and struck him not again, and he died. So Joab and Abishai's brother pursued after Sheba the son of Bichri. Seems like that uh, the, when they stab them in the fifth rib, that there's some significance to that. Uh, do you count up or down from the fifth rib? I don't know. <clears throat> and one of the jo- and one of Joab's men stood by him and said, He that favoreth Joab, and he that is for David, let him go after Joab. And Amasa wallowed in blood in the midst of the highway. And when the man saw that all the people stood still, and removed Amasa out of the highway into the field and cast a cloth upon him, when he saw that every man that came by him stood still. When he was removed out of the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue after Sheba, the son of Bichri. The account, this account is somewhat difficult to follow since it is not always clear to which person certain pronouns refer. David commissioned Amasa to gather his forces and pursue Sheba, the leader of the new rebellion. For some reason, Amasa tarried, so David sent Joab's men after Sheba. Amasa and Joab met at Gibeon, although the King James Version makes it sound as though Amasa had on Joab's clothing. The narrator was really describing what Joab was wearing. 
It appears that this was not a military garment, and that Joab had no arms but a short sword, which he had concealed in his girdle, and this sword, or knife, was so loose in its sheath that it could be easily drawn out. It is thought further that Joab, in passing to Amasa, stumbled, for so some of the versions and able critics understands the word it fell out, and that the sword fell down when he stumbled, that he took it up with his left hand as if he had no bad intention, and then, taking Amasa by the beard with his right hand, pretending to kiss him, he with his sword in his left hand ripped up his bowels. This seems to be the meaning of this very obscure verse. That was by Clark in the Bible commentary. Joab then appointed a soldier to stand by Amasa's body and charge the people who passed by to join with Joab in support of David and pursue the rebel Sheba. Amasa was evidently not instantly killed by Joab's blow, and the people were so shocked at the sight of him that the soldier finally rolled him off the road and covered him with a sheet so that the people would not tarry. That was out of the manual. Verse 14, And he went through all the tribes of Israel unto Abel, and to Beth Makkah, and all the Berites, and they were gathered together, and went also after him. And they came and besieged him in Abel of Beth Makkah, and they cast up a bank against the city, and it stood in the trench. And all the people that were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then cried a wise woman out of the city, Hear, hear, say I pray you unto Joab, come near hither, that I may speak with thee. And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Art thou Joab? And he answered, I am he. Then she said unto him, Hear the words of thine handmaid. And he answered, I do hear. Then she spake, saying, They are wont to speak in, time, in old time, saying, They shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so they ended the matter. I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why wilt thou swallow up the hit, the inheritance of the Lord? And Joab answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba the son of Bichri, that by name hath lifted up his hand against the king, even against David, deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Joab, Behold, his head shall be thrown to thee over the wall. Then the woman went unto the people, into all the people in her wisdom, and they cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bichri, and cast it out to Joab. And he blew a trumpet, and they retired from the city, every man to his tent, and Joab returned to Jerusalem unto the king. Now Joab was over all the host of Israel, and Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and over the Pelethites, and Adoram was over the tribute, and Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was recorder, and Sheva was scribe, and Zadok and Abiathar were the priests, and Ira, also the Jerite, was the chief ruler under David, or about David. And anyway, that's the end of chapter 20, and we'll see you next time. Bye.